Welcome to Make a Difference, a podcast about reflection and self-improvement. Each month, the podcast will choose a series of quotes centered around a topic for reflection and then thoughts for discussion and implementation. We all get stuck sometimes, and these shows are designed to show us a way to get unstuck. These shows are published Monday through Friday. Join us daily to make a difference on how you view your personal outlook and hopefully improve it. We will kick off the show with your host, Mark Quinn, after this short break. Welcome back to Make a Difference. Today's show takes a different approach from our traditional approach. This episode will feature an interview with a nonprofit in the Cleveland area that really does make a difference. Greater Cleveland Volunteers offers a wide range of opportunities for people to get involved in the Cleveland area. They really are the providers for the human capital that allows many more well-known organizations to achieve what they're known for. Today's show features a conversation with Joy Banish, the Executive Director of Greater Cleveland Volunteers. And I'm so grateful that she would share her time to allow us to give you more information about a really dynamic organization in the area that can use as many volunteers as are as willing to give. Let's join a conversation with Joy and learn how they make a difference in the community, starting with an introduction to the organization. Greater Cleveland Volunteers is a nonprofit agency that's been serving the community for nearly 50 years. And our goal is to encourage uh, residents in our community to volunteer their time to give back. And we do this by helping provide volunteers to a variety of different nonprofit organizations throughout the community. Awesome. What do you guys see as, as the greatest need in the community? Well, that has changed since the pandemic started last year. Currently, the greatest need in the greater Cleveland area is related to hunger and providing food to families in need, many of whom have lost their jobs or are really struggling financially. So we're seeing a huge increase in the number of um, people who really need help with having enough food to feed their families. So we're providing volunteers to help in a variety of ways to address that issue. I saw uh, when you said early on, uh, it was a question I I was trying to do my homework a little bit to become more informed on the organization. And uh, are you located strictly in the Cleveland area or do you have outreach uh, nationally or regionally or in other ways? How, how is your organization set up? So our service area is Cuyahoga County, which is the greater Cleveland area. Um, we, we do not have a national footprint. However, we do manage two national volunteer programs. We manage the local affiliates of those national programs. Okay. Are there opportunities for virtual as well as physical since the pandemic has changed so many things in our lives? Yes. Um, that's been something we've been working on uh, since the beginning of last year when everything kind of shut down. A lot of the nonprofit organizations that typically use volunteers are not using them right now for safety reasons primarily or because their programming has shifted to being virtual. Um, so we have been trying really hard to identify 
ways that volunteers can continue to help safely, and some of those have turned into virtual volunteer opportunities. Can you give me an example? Because uh, as I was talking with someone about that, um, my wife and I were having a conversation, and I was also sharing it with a friend of mine. When I said that there were uh, volunteer opportunities, uh, eyebrows perked up like they had never even considered that that opportunity was there. And I think the minute that you bring virtual into the conversation, it, it erases the physical prominence. You may have someone outside of Cuyahoga County that has a skill or a desire, but maybe with the virtual opportunity, now has a way. Sure. Um, I'll share a couple of the different virtual opportunities that we're recruiting volunteers for at this time. Um, one of them is for a hospice organization, and they have shifted a lot of their volunteers to being virtual, whereas previously volunteers would go into a hospice facility to visit with patients or sit with them. Um, they now are doing this over the phone or, you know, over video conferencing and communicating with both patients and families that way to make sure that they feel supported in any way needed. So that's one. Another uh, organization we partner with is um, has been for many years doing educational programs related to health. And they were able to shift their programs last year to be done all over video conferencing. It used to be people would sign up and show up at an organization and take a series of um, health education classes, exercise classes, and now they do it all virtually. So volunteers can teach these classes just right over the computer. That um, is and then two, two programs that our agency has started in the last year that are both virtual. One is um, called the AARP Foundation Experience Corps Program. And this is a program we've been running for nearly 25 years now, and it's typically been in school. We provide volunteers to provide literacy tutoring to students in schools that are really having a hard time learning to read. And when the schools all shut down last spring, we transitioned the program to being virtual. So now our volunteer tutors are tutoring over Zoom. It took quite a bit of, you know, technology and training to get it up and going in this new format, but they're able to share the same books and lessons and do the same structured tutoring session that we were doing in person, but now it's done completely on Zoom. And so anyone can participate no matter where they live. That and is then, exciting. That is very cool. It is. And one of the other new programs we just are starting now, and we'd love to have volunteers to help with, we became aware that social isolation has become an even bigger issue in the community um, during the pandemic than it was previously. And so many people are at home and just so lonely and isolated. And this has a detrimental effect on their health, you know, okay. their physical and mental health. And so we created a program, we call it Chat Pals, where volunteers are recruited to connect to people who are isolated at home, and they become friends and check in multiple times regularly. And this is all done over the phone or video conferencing. So it's, again, a great way for someone who wants to help out and make a new friend and make someone feel needed and appreciated that can just be done virtually. That, 
that's creative. Now, I, I and it's innovative. Actually, you're we're, you're taking technologies and applying them in ways that you know six eight months ago nobody had thought about. And you're 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 so on point when you talk about the need for just being connected to someone and the ability to talk uh, and communicate is, you know, it's it's really interesting. And it's it's one of the questions that I have staring at me right now is how does the organization make a difference in the community? And I think you've just started with three very strong ones for people to hear. And, and what's really exciting is, is it doesn't necessarily require them to be in the physical presence of, of the downtown Cleveland area or this side of Cleveland or Cuyahoga County. It's, it's actually a virtual, a virtual way for them to be involved. Now I'd like to flip the coin though. You do have your organization very active, as you said, with food distribution. I see that happening almost weekly, it seems, in in a variety of ways. Tell me more about that. So, yes, as I mentioned, it it is a huge need in, in the Cleveland area to provide food to people. So we have volunteers helping at several different organizations um, in a couple different ways. Uh, primarily, they are delivering food to people through Meals on Wheels programs. We work with several different Meals on Wheels programs throughout the county, okay. and volunteers are needed needed for that to help prepare the meals and then deliver them to people who are homebound so that they can still have nutritious food and not, um, you know, be concerned about that. And then that also, that program is also a nice way to help eliminate social isolation because there's a volunteer there every day bringing you your food to check on the person and just make sure they're okay. We're doing a lot of food pantries and food banks, um, having volunteers help sort donated food and distribute to people that need um, fresh produce or any kind of food, canned goods. We're also uh, doing a, a lot, and mostly in the warmer weather, we did a lot of this last summer, and we'll be doing it again this year. Um, the fresh produce distribution that is done throughout the community where people who need just fresh produce can come and get um, week's supply. And our volunteers, again, are packing that and then registering people as they arrive and distributing the food to them. So there's a lot of different ways we're helping with the hunger issues in the Cleveland area. And that was where I was going to, I was waiting for a pause to ask you this question, because obviously the delivery sorting and the gathering and, and takes a tremendous amount of resources. And you probably could take as many people as you could almost get to volunteer for this. But I'm going to ask you to probe a little deeper is what other opportunities, even with those types of things, are not common to people to immediately jump to mind? Because uh, one of the things I'm trying to do with asking these types of questions is I want to give people an opportunity to see the skills that they have and how they transfer to your organization. Because so many people seem to say, but what can I do? They don't necessarily recognize the skills that they do have, that they might do every day as part of their job or a variety of things that could be highly valued by your organization. I agree with you. Um, uh, You know, we do sometimes hear from people saying, I don't really have any skills, and that's not true. Everyone has skills and talents that they can share as a volunteer. Um, you know, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor and you want to give it back, you know, sharing those skills or your life, your career, you know, experiences, or if you've been a, a stay-at-home mom 
for many years, and um, you know how to do things. So for the hunger issues, anyone who loves to cook, anybody who's organized, anybody who has a car available to them, anybody who you know, likes to drive around town and meet different people and learn about the community, um, those are all needed. People who you know, are physically able to lift like large boxes of food are very needed at a lot of these uh, food distribution places. Um, so there's a lot of different ways that people can help. Um, as far as like the Meals on Wheels delivery, we need every delivery done with both a driver and what we call a hopper. Um, so the one person drives the car, but the other person is the one that actually goes to take the food to the person's door. So those are two different skill sets as well. You know, the hopper doesn't necessarily have to be driving and know their way around town. They just need to be a very friendly person who likes to check in with people. Awesome. So there's there's a lot of a lot of different ways. You know, if people like cooking, there's several places that can use help preparing these meals each day. So this isn't just necessarily uh, a sandwich or you know a, a cold prepared meal that's sent. This is actually prepared and then sent as well in a variety of ways. And so full, a full-fledged chef or a full-fledged cook could have an opportunity here. Yes. Um, most of the Meals on Wheels programs uh, provide both a hot meal and a cold meal. So they're getting two meals each day that they're delivered. One is intended to be for lunch and one for dinner. So, yes, uh, we you know, there is help needed as far as helping to prepare and pack all these things and then wrap them up and keep them warm and all that. So one of the other common questions that I'm sure people hear, are these long-term commitments? I mean, how long am I going to be engaged or is it uh, a couple hours in a day or am I committing to two or three weeks, an hour a day? How does this structure so I know how it can fit in my life? So each agency has um, different ways of engaging the volunteers. So some of them um, like the fresh produce distribution that I mentioned or, you know, helping to give out uh, boxes of food, like at a food distribution that happens weekly throughout our community. Those can be just a one-time thing. If somebody wants to, you know, have some free time and they just want to give back one time or do it with their family, um, but then others could be ongoing. Like if you um, sign up to be a Meals on Wheels delivery person, they would like you to make a commitment. It doesn't have to be forever, but for a period of time that you'd have the same delivery route each week and get to know the clients that they're serving and, you know, of course, the route. It's available whatever really people are interested in doing. There's opportunity for just one time only, uh, done in a day, we call it, opportunities, or ongoing if they want to, you know, make a commitment for several weeks, several months, or even years. We have some volunteers who've been serving for years and years and years in the same positions. That's cool. Is there an age limit? You know, does it have to be 18 and over, or can a group maybe of 16 that sees the need but wants to act have an opportunity? What What are the requirements? So um, we do have some agencies that will take youth volunteers, and we keep track of which volunteers and which agencies will accept teenage volunteers and if they need to be with a parent or not. So um, certainly we can connect anyone of any age. We also get requests from families like parents who want to volunteer with their young kids, and several organizations will allow that. 
And so if anyone's interested in serving, they can get in touch with us and we'll let them know uh, based on their age, which opportunities are available to them. Um, for the most part, our volunteers are adults, 18 and over. <laughs> and uh, there are many agencies that will only take adult volunteers just because of safety reasons. Oh, I, I can recognize that. But you hear a lot of people that are looking at mission type of mindsets. They don't have to leave their home area to necessarily become active or involved. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just the adults. Uh, I, I know a lot of a lot of families that actually do things with their children to pass that mindset onto younger children as a way of continuing the service, the service mindset. And I, I know that's something that's not necessarily always thought of. And I wondered if it was an opportunity here, because I think, you know, you've stated it and shown it in many different ways, but you almost look like you're the, uh, the gatherer for the, for the person to help the other nonprofits in the area that are doing things to be to gain their human power. Yes, that's a good way to put it. So um, we're we're here to help connect people who want to give back with opportunities that fit their interests and their availability, and to help the nonprofit agencies that we work with to be able to deliver their programs and you know fulfill their mission. So if I were to ask you. How many different days of a week could you take advantage? Is it mainly on the weekends, or does does your flexibility with the reach of the the breadth of organizations that you work with almost go on any day of the week? I know with a Meals on Wheels, that's kind of obvious. That's every day that you could be you could be working there. But let's let's take that traditional one out of the scope. And and what other kind of range does your organization help fund and make go? with human power, because I don't think people necessarily think about it. You know, they think about donations and the first thing that comes is money. And you guys have taken the exact flip of the coin with that. Your donation comes under human power. I don't necessarily believe that everybody understands just how much of a currency that is. I agree. Every nonprofit organization relies heavily on people to help it um, deliver its mission and programs, um, you know, ranging from volunteers that serve as board members, committee members, help them with events or raising money, to their what I call direct service volunteers, the volunteers that are actually helping deliver their programs. And every single organization really needs volunteers. So there's so many different ways that people can get involved. It can be, like I said, a one-time short-term commitment. It could be a project kind of a volunteer opportunity or something ongoing. The volunteers are just as important, if not more, than the financial contributions that organizations need to run their programming and services. So if, if someone is listening to this conversation and we've been successful in persuading them to think in a different way of reaching out, how can they get connected with you guys? Well, a couple different ways. Probably one of the easiest ones is just to look at our website, which is greaterclevelandvolunteers.org. And on the website, we list different opportunities. You can search for opportunities by your location or your interest or your availability. We also offer new volunteer information sessions every month, and they're done over Zoom. 
at this time. They used to be in person, and maybe they will be again someday. But these are just short sessions for anyone who's interested in learning about volunteering to find out about different opportunities available to them. And those are held on Wednesdays. The schedule is on our website. The next one coming up is on February 10th at 12 o'clock. So it's a short conference you know, via Zoom and just answering questions people might have and sharing ways to get connected. If someone wants to talk to one of our volunteer coordinators, they're more than welcome to just give us a call. You know, we have staff that's available to talk with each volunteer individually and to find out what they'd like to do and make referrals for them or answer any questions that they might have. And our phone number is 216. 391-9500, and our new volunteer engagement coordinator is named Kiva, and her extension is 2116, and she would be the best person for people to reach out to because she's available to answer questions people have or to make referrals for them. I think, and I want to stress this again, because one of the coolest things that I'm hearing from this conversation is just because somebody wants to volunteer, it's not like they're just sent in a direction and say, go help. You know, what you've made clear in this conversation is there's a lot of conversation back and forth from the, from the organization on how you would like to help, how you feel like you've served and you've done something and you've made a difference. And I think that's one of the coolest things that your organization does is really tries to match a person with their inner inner drive or their inner calling, if you will, to feel like they made a difference. And that is super cool. Yes. And we, we stay in touch with their volunteers. So if, you know, a referral that we make for somebody to an opportunity doesn't work out or they change their mind, we're always available to help them find something else. And also we stay in touch with all the nonprofits that we work with, finding out if the volunteers that we've sent to them are, you know, happy, enjoying it. Do they need more help? Uh, do they need some new types of volunteers? So it's an ongoing relationship that we have with our volunteers as well as our nonprofit partners. Awesome. I mean, if somebody feels the need to get out and get connected, they're feeling a little isolated, here's an opportunity. You're going to be able to find people and, and get connected. Uh, Joy, if I could ask you, um, if you can think of things that are upcoming in the immediate future that you really need uh, extra resources for, here's an opportunity to go ahead and share a, a call. What What's coming up that you really need help for? Well, we, we could definitely use volunteers to help with uh, both our literacy tutoring program and the new program we're starting called Chat Pals to reach out to people that are socially isolated. We're also recruiting uh, tax preparers for the Cuyahoga County EITC Coalition, getting to be tax season. So they are urgently looking for any volunteers who'd be able to help people fill out their taxes. Um, this has uh, provided a free service to low-income people in the community, and um, the volunteers are what makes it happen. So that's something that is definitely of an, a current need. We also, as I mentioned, are looking for more volunteers to help with the hunger issue. It's really an issue in our community that we are trying hard to address. Yeah, I, one other fun, I agree. With one you. other final one I'd like to mention sure. really quickly is 
There is a, and there usually is, but it's been compounded by COVID. There is a, a blood shortage in our community, and we are working with the American Red Cross to help with their blood mobiles, and volunteers are needed for that as well um, to help register patients as they come in and just assist at the blood mobiles, and those are all over the community. So if anybody would like to help with that, we would be so happy to have them help. I think one of the coolest things from this conversation that people, I hope, have picked up is just how incredible the need is. Even though things appear to be operational with COVID, there was a need before the COVID stress on the system, and the need was great. And the needs now have changed, and opportunities have grown, but so has the need. And if you have an opportunity to think about getting involved you have a Saturday afternoon. It can be a one and done if that's what your schedule allows. It can be a, a commitment that you choose to make on a regular basis, singly or with friends or a group. There is a need. And one yes. of the coolest things about this organization is that they can help you find a place that you fit. Any any last thoughts, Joy? I just wanted to thank you uh, for the opportunity to share a little bit about what Great Queen Volunteers does and um, encourage people to get in touch with us and volunteer in the community. There's such a big need, as you said, and we are here to help get people connected. Awesome. I hope you found this discussion informative and even answering ways that you would like to give back. Greater Cleveland Volunteers can be found on the web at www.greatercleveland-volunteers.org. They can be found on Twitter at, at Cleveland Volunteers and on Facebook at Greater Cleveland Volunteers. I encourage you to look at ways you can share this information with others and help generate the human power that is so much needed in the nonprofit area at this time. Getting the information to others is just as important as actually volunteering yourself. That's what I'm thinking about today, and I'll see you in our next episode. If you like what you're hearing on the show, make the choice to subscribe today. The show is gaining listeners all over the world, and we're grateful for your support. If you have any thoughts or comments about the show, reach out to us at makeadifferencenow2020 at gmail.com. You can also learn more show notes and other information about the podcast on our website, www.makeadifferencepodcast.com. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode.